When I was a kid growing up in Jersey, uh, anybody who was a hoot or really funny or something, uh, we'd call him a riot. Ladies and gents, uh, this guy's a riot in more ways than one. Bob Dylan. show that celebrates the work of Bob Dylan, one song at a time. Proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rob Kelly. And uh, this is an episode uh, I didn't think I would ever really have to do. I never really thought about it. And even if I had thought about it, I certainly didn't want to be doing it uh, this soon. Of course, we're here to talk about Tom Petty, who died last week very unexpectedly at age 66. It was confusing because the initial reports were that he had passed away and then there was some reports that he hadn't quite passed away. And I think it says something about how much uh, how beloved Tom Petty was that, you know, when we heard that slight sliver of hope that he was not, you know, he had not passed away, that a lot of people kind of really got their hopes up that, oh, no, 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 he'll recover from this. He'll get over this. And I tweeted something out to that effect because uh, he seemed very young, very vital to die at the young age of 66 is just uh, terribly tragic and deeply uh, upsetting. I'm not exactly sure what I wanted to say about Tom Petty. Uh, I certainly was a fan. Uh, I am the sort of target generation for him. I grew up in the late 70s and 80s, and that was when he was cranking out hit after hit after hit. My fandom from him, I must admit, comes primarily from his association with Bob Dylan, which is why we're here on this show, and his membership in the Traveling Wilburys. And I will talk about that a little bit shortly, but I wanted to make sure that this memorial episode wasn't focusing on Tom Petty as, in sort of my mind, like as an adjunct to Bob Dylan, because the man deserved uh, all the plaudits he earned on his own. He had an amazing career as a solo act, and of course with the Heartbreakers, and so uh, to ensure that um, Tom Petty's creative life got its due, uh, I invited three guests to come on, uh, Max Romero from our network, uh, John Trumbull, frequent guest here on our network, and Chris Franklin, of course, also a member of the network. And they are going to give us uh, their reminiscences about the career of Tom Petty, some of their favorite songs, and what his music uh, meant to them. So without further ado, let's start off with Max Romero uh, talking about his love for Tom Petty, and then we're going to go to John, and then we'll go to Chris, and then I will come back at the end to have a few words about the great Tom Petty. song I ever heard was, I won't be able to answer that either. My first impulse is to say Refugee Maybe 
but that might just be the first one that comes to mind. More likely it was Breakdown, the Heartbreakers' first hit single off their self-titled debut album. I was around 7 years old when Breakdown was released, a time when I would spend the 20 minute drive to elementary school listening intently from the back seat to the music playing on the radio. Mom liked to listen to everything, so I'd be willing to bet that was the first Tom Petty song to leave its tracks on my brain. But that wasn't the one that made an impact, not yet. I was also a child of the 70s and 80s, and that meant I was an early and devoted follower of MTV. Dad sat me and my sister down in front of the TV, the screen hissing with static, telling us something special was going to happen. I don't know how he knew, but I'll never forget the picture coming to life and watching an astronaut bounce across the surface of the moon to the beat of those guitar chords. After its launch in August 81, I consumed MTV like a junkie, and watched with a dedication that could only be achieved with adolescence. It helped that videos kept getting better, going from tarted up shots of bands miming on a soundstage to fully produced mini-movies. Only a year later, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers set a new standard with You Got Lucky. Showcasing the first single from 1982's Long After Dark, the video was set in a post-apocalyptic world, where Petty and the rest of the band apparently roamed the landscape as scavengers. They look tough and road-worn as they explore an abandoned facility where they find a small cassette player, video monitors, and a guitar. They seem amused by the footage of the Heartbreakers playing on stage, filtered through dusty plastic sheeting. Petty, wearing the John Bull top hat he'd make famous, winces at a screen showing a clip of spaceships destroying a city. One of the scavengers plays the guitar solo and another, hitting the jackpot on an out-of-nowhere slot machine, laughs and scatters the apparently useless coins over the head of one of his comrades. Petty finds an Astro Invader video game and with grim satisfaction topples it onto its side. He draws his pistol before spinning it back into its holster and the group goes back to their beaten up near-future vehicles. The only thing they take with them is the guitar. The cassette player, still playing the song, is left on the side of the road. So what happened? Was Earth invaded by aliens? Where's everybody else? We never know, but the slow, mournful tone of You Got Lucky, a song equal parts bragging and remorse for a dying relationship, fits the bleak emptiness of the video perfectly. The music tells us that whatever happened, whether it's the loss of a planet or the loss of love, it was pretty bad, and it doesn't look like things are going to get any better. That's about how a Tom Petty love song goes. I was around 12 when I heard You Got Lucky for the first time, all preteen angst and slowly forming identity. Even in his most cheerful songs, there's something ineffably sad about Tom Petty's music. A thread of loss is weaved into them, along with the hope and anger and catchy hooks. As corny as it sounds, this song spoke to me, in Petty's plaintive, nasal voice, even if I didn't quite get it yet. With a mix of bravado and bitterness, Petty understood something about me that I was only beginning to recognize myself. By the time the video was over, it was like a post-apocalyptic hover car had hit me right between the eyes. That's when I became a Tom Petty fan for life.
Tom Petty. I haven't thought about this extensively, so I'm going to more just speak off the top of my head. But uh, Tom Petty was one of those guys that he was around for so long, you almost took him for granted. Uh, I, I first got into him in, I, I think it was in high school, when uh, Don't Come Around Here No More was his single. And the, the Alice in Wonderland-themed video really freaked me out because he just seemed so weird and so out there. Um, but I, I came to really love the music of him and the Heartbreakers. And I had many favorites over the year, uh, over the years. Um, uh, Full Moon Fear, his, his solo album was amazing. That came out right when I was in the middle of high school. And that's just an incredibly solid album all the way through. He, he also had his work with Traveling Wilburys. Those two albums are just sheer, sheer fun. But he did so many great things with the Heartbreakers too. I love, uh... The album Into the Great Wide Open, that came out uh, by the time I was in college. I think probably my favorite song of his overall uh, would be The Waiting. That's probably the one of his songs that I listen to the most, because I think I, I think he had a universal truth in in that song. It uh, The Waiting is the hardest part. It's, uh, it's a lot harder not to know something than to know something. And when you you have that moment where you don't know and you're waiting and waiting and waiting to find out, it, it just kills you, whether it's about a job, whether it's about a romance, whatever. There's so many things in life that can apply to. And, and that was the thing that I really liked about his songs was his songs had a specific quality to them that made them universal, if that makes any sense. Uh, I think if you if you add enough detail into a song or in, into just writing in general about a specific situation, people can relate to it better because they can, it becomes a universal situation. So what are, what are some of my other uh, favorites? Um, I'm scrolling through my Tom Petty <laughs> iTunes as, as I'm doing this. Um, I, Free Girl Now is, is a great song. That's a fun, that's just a great simple pop song. The Last DJ is a, is a very cool song, and, you know, I, I also like, that's another thing I like about Tom Petty, is that he uh, was unafraid to speak his mind on stuff, like when he took a stand on record album prices, uh, I think it was in the early 80s, and he said, no, you're not going to charge more than this for my albums. I admire that, because he put his money where his mouth was, and that uh, was great. So, you know, I just, I thought he was great, and... You know, somebody like Tom Petty, you just assume he's going to be around forever, and it just seems weird to think that he's not around anymore, even though it's he's he's been gone for just over a week as I record this. You know, I loved his stuff, and I'll miss him. And I guess that's about all I wanted or needed to say.
Hi, Rob. Chris Franklin here. Thanks for allowing me to say a few words about Tom Petty. It's been said countless times since he's passed, probably, no doubt. But Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers really did provide many songs to the soundtrack of my life. He was already a staple of radio and MTV when I became musically aware in elementary school. His work stood out in both venues, with his videos being some of the best of the period on MTV. They still hold up today, while many of the others that were played back then are kind of painful to watch nowadays. His popularity grew even greater as I entered high school in the late 80s and into the 90s and on to college in the 90s. I didn't have many petty albums, but he was in heavy rotation on my favorite rock station, WKQQ out of Lexington, and that was constantly on, in the house, the car, the dorm room, you name it. Petty went with me, wherever I went. As I got older and somewhat matured, Petty rose to the top of my favorite musicians. His songs were very relatable, and he seemed like something of an everyman in a lot of ways, but with a quirky twist, far more eclectic than, say, Bruce Springsteen or another of my personal favorites, Bob Seger. Petty still had one foot in that 60s vibe from The Birds and the influence of Dylan, of course. Blending that with a contemporary sound and a lot of other rock and R&B influences made him stand apart from the crowd. And what comic book fan can't relate to someone just a bit on the other side of their peers? I don't want to hog anyone else's song choices, but many of his songs have meant a lot to me over the years. You're So Bad is one of mine and Cindy's theme songs. It matches how our relationship helps us deal with a truly insane world. But my personal favorite is I Won't Back Down. I know that's one of his most popular hits, but it has become a mantra for me, getting me through some very rough periods in my life, both personal and professional. The message isn't sugar-coated. There's something very realistic and even fatalistic about the line, there ain't no easy way out. But, ultimately, it reminds us to meet adversity on our own terms, with our heads high, no matter the outcome. That's a great thing to remember during trying times. I can't take credit for this because I read it elsewhere online, but Petty's lyrics in another one of my favorite songs, Walls, works well as a nice eulogy for the man and the enduring legacy of his music, which will live on far past his short life here on earth. Some things are over, some things go on. Part of me you'll carry, part of me is gone.
and John and Chris for those very nice tributes about the the life and career of Tom Petty. As I said at the top of the show, I, you know, I was a fan. I was absolutely a fan. I saw Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers live in concert um, as a you know solo show. I also saw them at the 30th anniversary concert with uh, the, the tribute to Bob Dylan, which was a real thrill getting to see uh, three of the available four Wilburys at, at the time. But, I, you know, like when I think of Tom Petty, I can't help but think of that, you know, he toured with Dylan in the mid-80s. Um, this is something that we've covered on the show where uh, many times before where, you know, the mid-80s was sort of Bob Dylan's roughest point in terms of uh, as a creative act. I don't think he exactly knew where he was going. Certainly audiences were not kind of responding to, to what he was putting out. And then he did these series of shows with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers where he seemed kind of re-energized a little. They were doing lots and lots of covers, uh, kind of like old-timey sun records and like, uh, you know, uh, you know old folk songs and stuff like that. And from what people have said that have seen those uh, concerts and from some of the bootlegs I've heard of them, he seemed to gain uh, – he seemed to have – Bob seemed to have more energy for the cover songs than he did for his own material. And I think that was maybe something that, that um, Tom Petty and Mike Campbell and the other Heartbreakers brought to it. He kind of wanted to get into that world a little bit more of kind of hearkening back to older music and, and, instead of doing his own stuff. So uh, I have to thank Tom Petty for that because I think he probably inspired something in Dylan that, that lasted. And then, of course, I believe from what I've heard, and, you know, you can't always believe Wilbury lore, but it was really Tom Petty that was the, the, the main driver for getting Bob Dylan into the Traveling Wilburys uh, as, you know, before it was ever really even a thing. Uh, the famous story was that you know, George Harrison had to uh, record a single as a B-side, and he got together with Jeff Lynne, and then they decided, well, I think Tom's around. And Jeff Lynn and Roy Orbison was around, and then I think it was Petty who suggested, well, maybe we could record this in, in Bob's garage because Bob has a recording studio. Now, of course, Dylan and Harrison go way back, so I don't think it was incumbent on Tom Petty to make that make any of those introductions. But nevertheless, from the stories I've heard, it really was sort of Tom Petty that that thought to include Bob in this group. And uh, without the Bob Dylan's participation in the Traveling Wilburys, I don't think I ever would have discovered him. And had I not discovered him, I would be missing a giant chunk of my life, and I would not be here doing this, and you would not be listening to this, because I probably never would have discovered the man's music. And uh, so I really kind of owe Tom Petty for that, aside from just all the great music he made over the years. I can't help but think of just how much part of the culture he was, of American culture. Uh, just as soon as the news broke that he passed away, I thought of two immediate instances where you had characters in movies uh, driving along and singing out loud Tom Petty songs. Of course, there's the scene, the opening scene in uh, Sounds of the Lambs, where the, the the young victim, the first victim of Buffalo Bill, is singing American Girl, and she's rocking out to that song, banging this uh, steering wheel, as we all do. And then later on, uh, Tom Cruise sings Free Fallen in Jerry Maguire. In fact, there's a whole scene where he's dialing around the radio trying to find a song to, to sing along to and none of the songs that he's getting are exactly the thing Angel in the Morning I think he none of those are right and then he lands on Free Fallen and that that's the one that you know he starts laughing with the, the beauty of it all and, and it, the, the scene ends to the sounds of um, Tom Petty's Free Fallen you know um, I watched MTV a lot when I was a kid like Max talked about and you know Petty and the Heartbreakers were big on videos they had a lot of really great uh, you know, they were one of the like earlier established acts to really embrace uh, the video form. 
and they did a lot of great videos. My favorite personal Tom Petty song, just kind of jumping around here, is um, Don't Do Me Like That. Uh, that song, just lyrically, I think is great, and the hook is just completely irresistible. Every time I hear it, I just I sort of bob my head along to it. So, yeah, it's he seemed like, uh, from what I've read of interviews, like a nice man, uh, deeply devoted to his family and to his band, to his art form, to his country. He was a um, staunch advocate against uh, nuclear proliferation. I remember in the liner notes of one of his records, it says uh, Tom and Jane, his wife Jane. It says Tom and Jane say no nukes, which I just thought was just a great little thing just to put in there. He was a really interesting guy, uh, vastly, deeply, profoundly creative, just a great act, just a great musician. And his music meant a lot to a lot of people. And uh, we will all miss him tremendously. The music will always be there, luckily, for us to enjoy. But uh, as Dylan himself said about George Harrison when he passed away, uh, the world is a profoundly less interesting place uh, without Tom Petty in it. So again, I got to thank Max and Chris and John for giving us uh, their reminiscences about Tom Petty. And if you want to leave a comment, on the website, which is fireandwaterpodcast.com, to talk about some of your favorite songs, whether it's a song or a video or an appearance. I mean, Tom Petty, you know, appeared on The Simpsons at least a couple of times. I mean, the guy had a really good sense of humor about himself. So, I don't know. Again, I'm just sort of rambling. He seems like a great guy, and I think we're all going to miss him. So, thanks, Tom, for all the great music. Thanks for everything you did. You made the world a better place. And rest in peace, Tom Petty. Hello, CD listeners. We've come to the point in this album where those listening on cassette or records will have to stand up or sit down and turn over the record or tape. In fairness to those listeners, we'll now take a few seconds before we begin side two. Thank you. Here's side two.